Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio hello 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 How's it going, can sir? Can you hear me? Oh, yep. Uh, yeah. Can you hear us? Yes. I'm just uh, trying out this uh, mic, probably only for the second time. Ah, nice. nice. So, hey, man. All right. Just uh, working, you know. <laughs> yeah. What What do you What do you do? I'm at. I work at Lowe's as a service. That's right. That's right. Okay. That's right. I, I I I don't know what's wrong with my memory. Like when I was a kid, <laughs> it was like. Oh yeah, I know everything about everybody and always remember and blah 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 and all that. Now it's just like you do something with hose. Right. I'm the same way now. Like I used to remember like everything and I still remember numbers like almost too clearly. But then when it comes to like certain details, I'm like, who are you again? Yeah. You you might be a little too young for this, but I, I was the kid who was like had all the basketball and football cards and all the stats memorized from the back and all that kind of shit. So I that uh, it probably was around my a little bit around my age, but but it was I wasn't I wasn't really into sports like that. So I was just like, why would I need that? <laughs> Instead, it was all the the Pokemon and no, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah important shit with the things. <laughs> and my apologies, Chris. I'm uh, I'm getting over pneumonia, so oh. I was just about to ask, how are you doing? I've been hearing everything. How are you doing? I'm doing better. I'm doing better. It just it it's weird when you get an infection in your lung. It takes for fucking ever to get rid of it, right? Like you've been smoking <laughs> for years, huh? Oh my god, I had to do 25 days of antibiotics. Oh jeez, because the five day run didn't work, and then the 10 day run didn't work, and then finally the 10 day run works. Mm. Jeez. She's almost back to being a full songbird, though. I'm almost back to being a full songbird, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, now I'm on a antifungals in case I get a yeast infection. Oh, that's just lovely. Because when you kill off all the all the uh, good bacteria in your body, the yeasts take over, apparently. They must let themselves be known. <laughs> it's fun. I don't recommend right, it. You know? Right? Like, this is the problem, though. Like, if I just hadn't seen a doctor, I could have just died, and then I wouldn't have to take all this medication. Here I am forcing you to watch a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, God, I could have be dead right now. <laughs> and this is a, in a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get this shit started. <laughs> let's do it. Theme music. Oh, yeah, wrong one. Yeah, exactly. Everything 
Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Ah, we are continuing whatever this is, February <laughs> with 1995's Under Siege 2 Dark Territory. This is for Curly's Gold. Yeah. Oh, we're See? all in for this one. What? No, no. Watching this movie for the first time, I believe we have Chris from the Home Video Hustle. Welcome, Chris. What's up, H-U-S-E-L-E Hustle? <laughs> so this this was your first time watching this, correct? It is my very first time ever actually watching a Steven Seagal movie fully all the way through. Oh, well, you're starting with the best. I'll throw that out there right now. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, uh, so we gave Chris the uh, opportunity to pick his own movie, but he trusted us to pick one for him. Um, and since we had seen this, I don't know, the week before, and I had seen it many times as a kid, I was like, you know what? I think he'll enjoy this one. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I, at first, I was like, I'm in danger, but I was like, eh, it's not bad. <laughs> there are worse movies. How about you, babe? Was- uh, the first time I watched this was with you. The, like what two couple months ago or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> oh hold on the dog needs to pee dog is making himself known love how he sleeps all day to interrupt us podcasting oh that sounds like some uh, somebody that likes to sit around all day yeah <laughs> something goes on Whoops. for his ice castle go well all the ice so we had a bunch of snow here um i know you don't know anything about that in ohio but uh we we got it all uh we got all of it today yeah we have it all uh plowed out of the driveway and piled up like in the backyard now so he has like a nice little ice castle that he like stands on top of and occasionally like digs a moat around for some reason it's pretty sweet like it's my place exactly the good news is that he's 
digging along the fence line. So at least he hasn't figured out that he could like <laughs> jump the fence. A bridge over the yeah. fence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was what I was a little bit worried about. Yeah. So <laughs> my day, uh, getting up at six thirty in the morning and shoveling the driveway, then watching this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, before we really get into this, I don't know about you. Oh. I'm a little thirsty. Well, I'm still sober. Well, try to change that if mm-hmm. it's good with your pneumonia. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I actually didn't check my other medication for alcohol interactions, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right. I took it like 23 hours ago. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. Uh, we have. <laughs> Fine. It's fine. It's fine. The doctors know anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, well, they know I'm fat and anxious. Well, I mean, that's what, basically the podcast. <laughs> Chris, did you hear that story? Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is like the most bullshit I've ever seen. They said you're, they called you fat and anxious. Obese oh. and anxious, technically. And then it turned out it was pneumonia the whole time. <laughs> Right. Sitting there dying and you're just like, you're obese and anxious. There's nothing going on with you. <laughs> Have some codeine and go to sleep, fat lady. <laughs> codeine in a cell and shut the fuck up. Right. What? Doctor. Anyway, we have house. We have <laughs> please. Dr. House would figured out pneumonia. Lupus it's always lupus. It's always lupus, but it's never lupus. It's never lupus. From Odell Brewing Company, we have Oktoberfest, Mertzen-style lager, brewed with traditional Munich-style malts and herbal noble hops. Our Oktoberfest is a celebration of autumn in Colorado. Woo! And I thought... Nice. Nice. And the pot? Uh. Oh, it's a beautiful golden beverage. Has a wonderful cream-colored head, lots of tiny bubbles, and they linger. Hey, that's my song. Hi, song. <laughs> Chris, are you drinking anything on your end? Um, just uh, good old-fashioned water. Ooh, Ooh going hard. You know, fish fucking uh, that, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, nice malty aroma on this beer. Nice caramel notes, just. A little malt forward, a little, little herbal on the back end. Uh, looks I, good all day drinking beer. I could drink this by the liter. In fact, I believe we did. By the boot. Did That's we drink boot. the Odell by the boot? Oh, yeah, yeah, we went to Odell uh, there in, was it Fort Collins? Yeah, in yeah, October. Right. Did we get a boot or did we just get a... Oh, no, they, yeah, they, they they didn't offer a boot. We would have What's had a boot? a boot. Am I right? Am I right, Canadian listeners? Brendan. <laughs> Listener. <laughs> Jason I... might listen. <laughs> We know Nathan doesn't listen. No, no, no. He, he doesn't have time for podcasts. <laughs> he, he can't sanction our buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. the, Tom, the Tommy Lee Jones of podcasting. <laughs> now that Montrose Monkington the third, though, maybe. Oh. oh, yes, he's he's a big fan. Occasionally, his father comes on the show. <laughs> so yeah, 1995's Under Siege Two: Dark Territory. No colon dark territory. Oh, sorry. Under Siege 2, colon, Dark Territory. Who <laughs> does listen to the book? All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, colons are Dark Territory. From director. <laughs> yes, yeah, true. From director Jeff Murphy. Who's he, Steve? 
Oh, well, you might know him from uh, Goodbye Porky Pie. Okay. Utu. Oh, shit. Utu. Okay. Yeah. That's that uh, New Zealand one with um, shit. The. I forget his name, but uh, Boba Fett. Aura uh, uh, Morrison or something like that. No? Okay. Anyway, this is the thing. Check it out. Utu. Uh, the Quiet Earth. Never Say Die. And then we start getting into real good shit like Young Guns 2. Yeah. Free Jack. Yeah. <laughs> One of our first dozen or so episodes. Uh, this. And babe, something may be coming soon. We've seen recently. What? Fortress 2 colon reentry. Colon reentry now? <laughs> yeah, the reentry that colon. That's a, not a good place to go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, spooked, which I don't know anything about. But. The, the, okay, the real, real heavy hitters are the, the writers. Real, real. Written by Richard Hatem. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he started with this, followed up with the Mothman prophecies. Mothman! Yeah. Uh, he's the creator of Miracles, whatever that is. Keeping oh, shit. Um, I think Sun and Shadows is actually talking about that, like this last week or whatever. Is uh. Shit, one of the London kids, like Jason or Jeremy London and Miracles. I don't know. Uh, one episode of True Calling. Anybody? Liza Dushku fans out there? Uh, I I never looked anything up from her, but I, I am a fan a little bit. If I remember the premise right, she like works at a morgue and she can like <laughs> touch bodies and talks to the ghost or something. And then she <laughs> finds the killers. It was something really stupid like that. But, uh, oh, but, but I she's not a nice I zombie before I zombie. Uh, yeah. Uh, before pushing daisies. I think that was the premise of that show. Uh, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the other, the ghost whisperer. It was after what, the ghost was that whisperer. her thing. Yeah. I think, Oh man, ghost whisperer is probably right after true calling. Anyway. Uh, he also did two episodes of supernatural. Babe, have you ever heard of that show? Yo. Never heard of it. <laughs> How about two episodes of the dead zone? Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. I think Hall. I just heard my dog. Oh, yep, I heard a one. Mm. Hey, buddy. Ghost was I am done now. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know, I know Jennifer Love huge tits, but I, I was just thinking if that was before or after True Calling. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was only five seasons, two thousand five. Okay, I think True Calling was like yeah, two thousand one, two maybe. Yeah. Okay. But uh, four episodes of Grimm and 13 of Titans. Titans! And characters characters by J.F. Lawton. Who's he? Uh, you ever heard of a little movie called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death? Yep. Heard of it. Yeah. He followed that up with a little movie called Pretty Woman. Never heard of it. Yeah, probably about a hooker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pizza Man starring uh, Bill Maher. Oh snap! That sounds like a a movie not safe for work. Well, I de- I it's the early nineties. Yeah, probably ages like milk. Uh, mm. Let's see, Mistress, uh, the original Under Siege, which I don't believe I've actually seen, but I've seen this one like dozens of times. Uh, Blank Man, Chris, you ever heard of this? Never heard of it. Not Blank Man. Hold on, dogs just jumping up and down and kicking the laptop now. All right. Probably a weak superhero movie, right? You know, <laughs> I I believe uh, right after Meteor Man is one of the the early African American superhero movies. Ah, it's, it's fantastic! I love that movie. 
G5! G5! Don't touch me! Uh, the Hunted, starring Christopher Lambert. <laughs> so, you know, Highlander Month. We're just, we're just gonna have to do a Lambert Month one of these days. Christopher Lambert. There can only be one. There can only be one. You wanna come up and stop running around and kicking the laptop, buddy? No? All right, whatever. Uh, this chain reaction. Yeah, the yeah. Keanu Reeves, uh, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, who's the girl? Oh, yeah, Rachel Vice is in that too. Man, we got to talk about chain reaction. Uh, he's also the creator of the VIP television series, the uh, Pam Anderson one, and DOA Dead or Dead or Alive movie. The fuck, I think Kevin Nash is in it. Eric Roberts, based loosely on the video game. I don't know. That is one I have not seen. Oh, you you might like it. <laughs> it's it's very mid two thousands though. I'll give that. <laughs> okay. The last one, written by Matt Reeves. Anybody know that name offhand? Christopher Reeves' son? <laughs> no, no, Reeves plural. <laughs> uh, you might know him as the writer-director of Future Shock. No? Well, this was his next thing. And then he wrote The Pallbearer and The Yards. And then he did little things like created Felicity, <gasps> mm-hmm. uh, directed Let Me In, the uh, remake of Let the Right One In. Oh. Cloverfield, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes, the creator of Ordinary Joe, and most recently, The Batman. That Matt Reeves. The Batman. (laughs) I'm the world's greatest detective. (laughs) (laughs) And coming soon, Batman Part 2, allegedly. So, yeah. Allegedly. Good for him. Allegedly. We all got to start somewhere. So we start with the Steven Seagal movie. That's right. Steven Seagal as Casey fucking Ryback. Casey fucking Ryback. Uh, Eric Bogosian as Travis Dane. Everett McGill as Marcus Penn. Uh, Teenage Catherine Heigl as Sarah Ryback. Good old Morris Chestnut as Bobby Zacks. Who's he, Steve? Who's he, Chris? Um, He's been in a lot of, you know, known black movies like one we actually just did on Home Video Hustle recently, uh, Boys in the Hood. Yep, I just listened to that four-hour episode today. So what? Yes, go listen to it. <laughs> uh, we got Peter Green as mercenary number one. Uh, Peter Green, you might know from uh, Usual Suspects, or um, he's the uh, uh, fuck Zed from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I forgot about Pulp Fiction. All right. Uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, Brenda Backey, Jonathan Banks, Kurtwood fucking Smith, uh, and Red. more. <laughs> Good old Red. Good old General Red in this movie. Yeah. Ready to put his foot up somebody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, how'd you see this one? I saw a paid for it on Amazon. Mm. Mm, three like bucks three, is kind of worth it. Three or four bucks, right? Yeah, about three bucks. Was, it was worth it. Yeah, there. We'll see. There we go. Already, we're three bucks. Fairly positive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, it's occasionally on Tubi. Like I swear, every other month it's like on again, off again. Yeah, because we watched it recently. Oh yeah. It's it. uh, It's not featured this time. But you want to pay three dollars this time? We'll, we'll make it worth your while when it comes on next time. <laughs> there you go. And of course, it's also available on the Blood Bank. What's that? Uh, p- Patreon.com slash Bloody Bits. Ten dollars a month. Access to like eight thousand movies. This is one of them. Check it out. 
Um, and while you're at it, stop by patreon.com slash EILF movies and throw a couple shekels our way for early access and Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, you want to pimp uh, home video hustle there real quick, Chris? Yes, go to uh, patreon.com slash home video hustle. Uh, $1 tier uh, gets you a uh, pick of one movie every uh, every uh, cycle. Uh, $3 gets you uh, a movie, uh, get you a movie every time. But um, but the one dollar tier only gets you one movie. Three dollars get you get you whenever whenever we could do a cycle over, and then you can. Then there's a third tier for whatever the fuck you want to give us. That's right. All right. So after after we pay everybody's Patreon and help uh, promote you know indie podcasts and whatnot across the world, uh, we see a space shuttle launch, and there's this new satellite being put up into green screen space. It's called Grazer One. And uh, General Kurt Wood Smith, he's at this uh, command center for ATAC or whatever. I, I, I couldn't even find the acronym or whatever, but, you know, air stuff that makes things happen. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, a NASA ripoff, but they actually do mention NASA in this. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's just attack. Attack. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Attack, there. attack, and never look back. Attack, attack, attack. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. But uh, yeah, basically NASA's like giving them control of this satellite because they think it's a weather satellite or whatever. And it's like, then why are you giving it back to something literally called attack? Of course, that's a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> you know, they gotta check out the the new camera on this satellite. And uh, how do they do that, Chris? By zooming in some bigger ass titters. Yeah, <laughs> with resolution, I swear better than they have today. <laughs> yeah, maybe think of uh, you know, those like shoots that come up on uh, used to come up like on like uh, on those Skinamax uh, old, the old school Skinamax channels when when you could actually see them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it not that I indulge in any of that, you know? <laughs> oh no, no, of course, of course not. No, no, never. <laughs> Did I mention I used to watch Highlander 3 a lot? Because what anyway. <laughs> so alright, so they also gotta do a weapons check of this thing. Um and then we get, I don't know, some exposition about like, oh yeah, it's a shit sh- it's a shame Travis Dane can't be here. He's the one that was behind all this, but you know, he was he like killed himself or whatever, and he just but they never found a body and they just found a note that said chance favors the prepared mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, so he's totally alive. And you guys are just like, mm-hmm. you, you guys know this. You right. Come at me. right? <laughs> As red would call you. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Dumbass. And then we cut to Denver and we see my old apartment when I lived there for six months, which was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's in the background. But uh, we see Steven Seagal pulling up in an alley. And, you know, he's Steven Seagal as fuck. Uh, look, guys. All right. Well, what's your what's your opinion in history of Steven Seagal movies? Chris, you said this was your first one. Uh, yeah. how, how, how do you think of him as an actor? I mean, um, I haven't seen much of him as an actor like that. <laughs> I ha- I did see um, when he I think that he had to like they try to give him an A&E TV show. And it it was from what I could see, it looked like it was just him walking around thinking he was a shit, uh, uh, trying to tell people shit. I couldn't really. Yeah, tell Yeah, sheriff down in uh de- down in Jefferson Parish or whatever. I watched an episode or two of that. That was a waste yeah. of time. <laughs> I was like, this looks like a thing. I don't know if I'm going to be interested in it. It looks like a thing. 
Yeah. How about you, babe? Um. So I know we watched that Maximum Conviction with him and Stone Cold. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I know we've seen like a number of his movies, and yeah, I know I watched a handful, very small handful of the the TV show, but it was just one of those like, well, he's no David Carradine from Kung Fu: The Legend Continues, I mean, and he's no Jean Claude Van Damme, and he's no Chuck Norris. So, what am I doing with my time? <laughs> Why am I wasting it on this guy? <laughs> yeah, I uh my, my my dad loves Steven Seagal. Um I'm not sounds like your dad. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's action in the 90s and whatever. Like I, I know I've seen I remember one with him and Kelly LeBrock, but I, I don't remember what it's about. I, I think there was another one where it's like, you know, oil on an Indian reservation, but someone's trying to take it over or something like that. But I just saw the nostalgia critic review of that uh I don't remember what it's called, but I, he, on, he is it on Deadly Ground? That sounds like a like a movie. Well, that's definitely a movie that I think we watched. Maybe, maybe, but 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 yeah, yeah it, I, I this is the only one I've seen more than once that I'm aware of, and like I said, probably a dozen times or so over my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's not a great actor. Um, probably even worse martial arts. Well, like watching these movies now, it's like. Oh, they were doing the 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 taken editing where it's like, oh yeah, cut, 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 cut. Oh yeah, you obviously flip that dude as opposed to I don't know. Yeah, spoilers at the end. This the uh the knife fight scene at the end. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get there, but okay. So we're in Denver, and he walks up to an alley, and apparently he I don't know just got back from some special ops thing, and now he's got to run a restaurant because he's a chef there. And, okay, so so none of us have seen the go- original Under Siege. Movie. He has a lot going on in his life. <laughs> he's a very busy man. <laughs> but okay, so so the original Under Siege movie. He's the cook on a, a, like a battleship or whatever. Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey and, you know, the whole crew, or whatever, come in and take the thing over. And, of course, he's like the one person that isn't, I don't know, killed or like locked away or whatever. And he saves the day as the cook who knows, you know, Krampagon or whatever. Was that? I remember watching pieces of this. Yeah, I, I I feel like I've seen the trailer a couple of times. Like that's how much I remember about it. But but I know the premise because it's basically just like, oh yeah, it's die hard on a boat, basically, is like the, the the kind of joke about it. And then so this one is kind of die hard on a train, but with mm-hmm. the same chef character. Why would a chef be on a boat going through the rocket? Don't worry about it. Because he's on a boat. He's got his flippy floppies. You on dry land. Who making photocopies? I mean, we find out later it's because he has to show chefs how to make a fucking cake. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway. I'm on a boat. Yeah. He's on a boat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we get some, like, bad exposition about, like, um, I, I guess uh, Seagal's, you know, I'm sorry, Casey fucking Ryback. Uh, his brother died in a plane crash. Um, and he missed his brother's <laughs> wedding, but now he or wedding funeral. <laughs> they, they're the same thing if you think about it. And... <laughs> you wear a suit to both. <laughs> Steve, uh, yeah. yeah, you're you're at least in a suit in either way. But eef. one way, yeah. one way you're you're in a casket. One way you're not. But yeah, that's only difference. Either yeah. way, yeah, this is it. You're not doing what you want anymore. They're both done on holy ground. Hey, Highlanders can't yeah, take the your Highlanders can't get you. 
There can only be one. That's right. There can only be one. So instead, uh, he's going to, I don't know, go on a train ride with his niece who he hasn't seen in five years, and she's waiting for him at the station. Ah. So we cut to the station. And uh, I don't know, this first girl that like shows from behind, she turns around. I don't know if it was Keiko for Deep Space Nine, but it really looked like It looked like Keiko. (laughs) But, um, you know, he he ends up just like walking right past her because, you know, he has no idea what she looks like. And, oh, wouldn't you know it? Her name is Sarah and she looks like Catherine Heigl. Hey. hey! But uh, she's like, hey, Uncle Casey, hey, it's been five years, and I'm going to be kind of a bitch, but then I'm instantly going to be like, you know what, never mind, we both go through, through some shit. Best friends? Okay, hug. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's the scene and where he's like... Are quick. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then he's like, so I, I, I got you a teddy bear, because I, I thought you liked teddy bears, and t- the teddy bear... And I'm like, did you just forget oh your line, Steve? What's going on Dude, here? No second like, takes? This is yeah, somehow more awkward than when Nick Cage tries to give mm-hmm. the bunny to the daughter he's never met. The soaked, well, soaked in fucking jet fuel and, and yeah. piss bunny. The the five-year-old <laughs> that would actually like maybe a bunny covered in piss and shit, as opposed yeah. to the teenager who's trying to act like a badass, like, I got you a teddy bear. That's cool, man. <laughs> I do want to say... Is the vagina in the room? Okay. Her earrings are amazing. They were like alien spaceships with dangles. They were very cool. There you go. Uh, so yeah, so they get the tickets and they start boarding the train and all that fun stuff. And then we're introduced to the porter. Uh, what's his name? Bobby, played by Morris Chestnut. Bobby. Bobby. And and of course, he sees you know teenage Catherine Heigl, and he's like, "Oh, excuse, excuse me, Miss, I, I, I can help you with your bag. Uh, please, 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 Lord, let me give me, let me get them digits." Basically, he's like, "Let me holler at you, holla, 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 And then we see some, uh, I don't know, shady-looking characters getting on the train too. But you know, we'll find out about them later. And okay. So in the scene with the satellite prepping and whatever earlier, there are these two uh, super hot captains, one played by Brenda Backey and the other one by, I I don't know, an underwear model. And they're like entering the codes or whatever. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, I got plans for the weekend. Ha ha ha. Well, they just end up meeting up there on the train and, you know, banging it out, going straight to pound town. Well, it's implied like this is. I don't know. For as violent this movie is, it's very PG-13 with it. I don't know. There's not a lot of, like, big bloody explosion deaths or, you know, penetration. Yeah. Yeah, well, not, not a lot. There was, there. I mean, when the, when stuff happen, starts happening, she's he's just like, what was that? She's like, I, I, I believe it's called an orgasm. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> so... Oh man, yeah. When shit goes down for like ten minutes in the movie, and then they go in the room and they're still like going at it, I'm like, "You motherfuckers didn't hear any of that." <laughs> so many automatic weapons. Okay. Anyway, so that's what that, that's called post net clarity. Yeah. Right. Uh, where am I? What year is this? What year is this? Who are so, you? Uh, yeah, we had a couple scenes where uh, there's these guys that like go into the Colorado air base with. It, it just in a Hummer and just take it over with the greatest of ease. Like there's literally people like popping around the corner, like, "Hey, what are you doing? Stealing our helicopters?" <laughs> ah! 
Like literally <laughs> just putting down everybody like it's nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> and of course there's like three people on this airbase too. <laughs> that was the best part. But uh yeah, I don't know. We get a scene in the bar where Casey and Sarah are there and they're like trying to chat, but you know, it's it, it's the awkward family chat after five years. Family. Um, family. And I don't know, she's like, why do you not talk to my brother anymore? And then we get the like sad music going and Steven Seagal trying his best to act, but it's just like, you know, your brother and I, we, we, we used to talk and then we didn't. And, you know, that happens like sometimes. It sort of almost sounded like he was talking about an ex-lover at this point. Because he was like, you know, sometimes people, they just they kind of grow apart and and move away from each other but i'm not good at this family shit like oh my god it just like i like i i won't lie i sort of zoned out and then i was like wait is he talking about his lover or his brother talking about a waitress he banged like what's going on okay. <laughs> uh yeah we get a scene where uh sarah and uh bobby like run to each other in the hall and uh she ends up like you know fucking uh, what was it? Shishido flipping him over. Yeah. Like, oh shit, where'd you learn to do that? Oh, my uncle taught me. <laughs> so your uncle's always been this kind of awkward, huh? Oh, oh yeah, because he's at the bar talking to the waitress. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm writing my memoirs. Memoir. <laughs> just, the, just the way he said memoir. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, hey, you know, like, I'm writing your memoirs. <laughs> You're like, well, you know, I've seen some shit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Bobby comes in, says hi. Who gives a shit? And then, yeah, this is the scene where uh, he goes into the kitchen and he starts showing the chefs on the train how to make a fucking birthday cake. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, sir, we know how to make a cake. Thank you. We have oh, baked oh, before. Oh, I'm sorry. You're Casey Ryback, well-known. I don't know, secret agent cook. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen Casey Ryback in the kitchen. That guy's not surviving Chopped. <laughs> He's gone in the first round. Oh, 100%. He is Chopped. <laughs> okay. And then in the middle of this, I swear to God, one of the chefs, like, like, like they hear a noise, and it said, he said, sounds like torpedoes must be dark territory. What the fuck does that World mean? Credit. World title credits. <laughs> Because later they say dark territory um, is where they don't have satellite communication. Yeah. yeah. But but it, it, it was just rambling also, too. Like, 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 I don't even think shit had really gone down or whatever. Like, went in a tunnel or something. And a guy said, oh, sounds like torpedoes must be dark territory. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh-oh. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, and then the right after that, they like get stopped. the The train stops because there's like these two guys on the track. Like, hey, hey, like waving them down. And like, hey, is something wrong? Like, yeah, you're dead. Boom! Jonathan Banks takes out the conductor. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah like, right. wow, blah, <laughs> too many bullets in this gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, the helicopters come in and bunch of hummers and like I don't, I don't know, two or three dozen. Fucking mercenaries just descend on this passenger train, and it's like, okay, cool. It's raining uh, men. Yeah, hallelujah. Yeah, it's raining men. Yeah, and then uh, 
I don't know. Like, like they're getting in there and they're like moving all the passengers to the back of the train. And I like how there's like one kid crying and the mercenary's like, shut that bitch up. It's like, yeah, shut that bitch up. <laughs> That's me on the train. <laughs> it's just one of the other passengers. Like, shut that bitch up. No! She's got a gun. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so then. Uh... Yeah. So while while the guys are like taking over the train, uh, Bobby goes and like hides in the the baggage area. Um, and yeah, ki- one of the guys goes in the kitchen and Casey whoops his ass and and the and like throws him out of the car. And then somebody's like, "Oh, looks like we we got a casualty in the in the kitchen car." Well, light that bitch up. <laughs> Easy Except enough. All those kill for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Casey's like jumping out of the car, like get down. And then, like, four other chefs just get fucking lit up like Christmas trees. Yeah, <laughs> just destroyed. Yeah, then the uh, train starts pulling out again, and uh, this is when uh, we see Travis Dane, the uh, the brilliant, recently deceased scientist who's walking around with, uh, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Penn, the uh, leader of the mercenary group, and they walk into the, you know, the, the room of the two captains and catch him fucking or whatever, and like, oh, my God, I thought you were dead. He's like, yeah, apparently not dead enough. Uh, anyway, put your clothes on. We got some shit to do. Cover that shit up. Let's get going. <laughs> right. And uh, and this also this is where we find out like Casey would like hid in the freezer or something when they were sweeping the train. Uh, but um, yeah, they Dane starts setting up like this control center or whatever, like in the middle of the train, a bunch of wires and laptops and satellites and shit. And uh, <laughs> okay. So guys, one of the highlights of this movie, in my opinion, is Travis Dane, but played by Eric Bogosian. I, yes, yes. I just enjoy how <laughs> over the top he's taking everything. He knows what movie he's in. Yeah. He, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he gets on the intercom and he's like, hello, everybody. This is your captor speaking. Uh, you may notice the men with the large guns. <laughs> Please do everything they say or they will put a bullet in your brain. <laughs> our... our- uh, discount Elliot Gould. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, what do you mean discount? I know. I like, He's 10 times the sex symbol so, Elliot Gould ever was. Is, I'm sorry. Let me take it back. Uh, Elliot Gould with personality. <laughs> oh, man. Wait until our fun facts of who turned down the role of Travis Day. It's going to be great. <laughs> but uh, let's see. But yeah, so they want the access codes from the two captains and they're like, no, we'll never do that. And so then uh, there's this like super hot African-American mercenary with them. And she like heats up this pen and uh, he starts going this whole narration like, you know, a super hot piece of metal going into an eyeball will actually not touch the eye. No, it'll just make it cauterize and turn backwards. But then the water inside will cause it to boil and the eyeball explodes. The most beautiful eye you've ever seen. Yeah. It's like getting closer and closer to, you know, Brenda Backy's eyes. The guy's like, eh, no, it's, I don't know, JB6969, whatever. <laughs> and in that scene, uh, yeah, if it, when the roles were reversed, she actually uh, uh, she actually was closer to giving him up than than she yeah. he was. Her. <laughs> she 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 would have totally been like, I don't love this fucker. Fuck him. <laughs> bad. Get them both. <laughs> he he does have one bad eye. It's all good. Yeah, you be. 
You'd be all right. You can still be a pirate. Right? <laughs> True. In fact, I'm going, ahead, perception's a little I'm going to go ahead and say your career options just doubled. Mm-hmm. People lose eyes every day, B. You're fully trained at what you do, and now you can also be a pirate. No, oh, there you go. I'm sure. Oh, or a hey, horror show a, host. Another kind of captain. Yeah. Horror show hosts usually often have eye patches. Oh, that's true. I'm Alomega. I'm thinking of Alomega. Yeah. Shout out to Alomega. <laughs> By the way, guys, that is actually a uh, for realsies eye patch. Oh, yeah. That's former guest Alomega of Creature Features. <laughs> He's like the nicest guy, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so they end up giving the access codes, and then he's instantly like, Yeah, I don't need these fuckers anymore. And they get tossed off the train. <laughs> they got yeeted off the train. But uh, yeah, with that, that they get control of the Grazer One, which, uh, you know, we find out uh, through exposition or whatever, basically just causes like seismic blasts all over the world from a satellite. Sound like any other 1995 movie? Anyone? Uh, no? Can't even think of one, babe. Not one starring Pierce Brosnan? Uh, Sean Bean? Who? Vodka Johnson? Who? Volcano? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think you're thinking Dante's Peak, but uh, no, it, it, very similar to Goldeneye, guys. Very Goldeneye, similar. yeah. Goldeneye. I, I have not seen Goldeneye in like ten years. What? Yeah. But, well, well, now you've seen the Steven Seagal version of it, so I mean, yeah. So yeah, whatever. So, yeah, so meanwhile, ATAC they see the like, oh shit, we've lost control. What's happening? Ah! <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Meanwhile, Casey's like on the roof of the train, trying to see, like, like peeking the windows and see what's going on, and you know, you see exactly like how many bad guys there are and all that shit. Right. It took a second to try to uh, show more Chestnut how to use a gun, and he's just like. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he runs into him in the uh, the baggage area. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Take the safety off. Use your intention. Make sure you intend to kill, and then and then pop. Man, and then still at it. And then he ends it with something like, you know, never, never be looking where the gun is pointed or something like that. At the end, I'm like, wait, what? Did, that that can't be the line. Sorry, what? He's like, oh, you got three, three, six, twelve. You know, always be looking. You know, check your six and never, never be looking where you're aiming or some shit like that. I'm like, wait, what? That that can't be right. Yeah, this is why you're a cook, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, we also see Dane has this CD that has the you know the fucking launch codes or whatever for or targeting codes. That's what they are for the uh, the satellite or whatever. So that'll be a big plot point later. He's got a CD, guys. Like, full-size CD. Not a flash drive. Oh, yeah. Not a, not a late little mini disc. Not a, nothing like that. It's 95. It's full-size yeah, disc. Yeah, full-size disc. Oh, that's right. So now uh, Dane has to demonstrate that he has control, and so he ends up blowing this uh, Chinese uh, fertilizer plant or whatever in Guangzhou, and then he goes all thing like, Everybody knows it's not a fertilizer plant. It's actually chemical weapons. We pretend we don't know, and they pretend we don't know, but everybody knows that we know that they know. And, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just cause a chemical spill in China. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they blow it up, a little earthquake there, and it's like zap, and it's like, well, that just killed 80 million people. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. <laughs> just, like, half their population, probably. I mean, Guangzhou is basically right there by Hong Kong, so... What's the population of Guangzhou, Steve? Uh, fuck right now, like 20, 25 million, mid 90s, 
probably 10, 10, 12. There you go. Yeah. So everybody's so then, dead. <laughs> yeah. Plus Fallout. and Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> and, and then he's also like, all right, so you see that it works. Uh, my next target is the Pentagon. Um, you know, the that'll hit a little fissure there. You have a nuclear reactor under the Pentagon, and that'll basically wipe out the eastern seaboard. You know, eight million people. I think they threw out a couple times. Was it eight or eighty? I think it was eight. I think I can't remember. It might have been eighty. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyway, it even matter? Shit ton of New Yorkers. Yeah, <laughs> and DC guy. Walking here. Yep. And uh, we had assholes in this country. And bidding starts at one billion dollars, and I'm like. It's actually not that bad of a price. Right? <laughs> I, I can think of several psychotic billionaires that'd be like, oh, yeah, I gotcha. Well, this is a billion dollars in the 90s, so. So that's that like was... a trillion today? Yeah, pretty much. One hundred billion dollars. <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, I don't know. There's this other general that shows up at ATAC and he gets basically gets the summary of the movie so far. Like, oh, yeah, you know, it's it's Dane. It's Dane. It's Dane. He's taken over the satellite. <laughs> and of course, the general's like, why would we hire this psychopath to make these kind of things? Like, same people don't make weapons like this. <laughs> I mean, he's spitting facts. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you got a point. And meanwhile, we go back to Dane on the train and Dane on a train. one of the mercs come up and he's like, hey, one of our passengers has has a request. And he's like, "Ugh, what? Like, He wants you to take out a plane that his wife is on. And he's like, uh, OK, cool. He's going to give you one hundred million dollars. Uh, which plane is that? And I'm like, who's riding the train when they have one hundred million dollars? Right. And he's like, you better send me that shit in five minutes. Yeah, he's got five minutes to transfer that shit to my account. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, you toss his ass out and <laughs> waste my time. <laughs> but uh, uh, meanwhile, Casey, he's you know sneaking around the train or whatever, and uh, he he like uh, wires a phone so it works again, so he can send a fax from his Palm Pilot or some shit. I don't know exactly what technology was going on there. Oh, I said he MacGyver some shit. Yeah, he does MacGyver some shit. Yeah, so he does that. But uh, I don't know. They go through a tunnel and Penn like sees the lights are on downstairs. And he's like, hey, Herb, why don't you go check the power downstairs? Wasn't that supposed to be out? On it, boss. And he goes down there. Um, By the way, he's going downstairs on a train. Yeah. Yeah. Double yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big train. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Is no, nobody else. Nobody else. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's going down but- on a train. Yeah, they could be double deckers. The Ooh. the the front runner is a double decker. I know. I don't know. It just felt weird to go, go downstairs on the train. <laughs> well, it was the set from Air Force One. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stairs on a plane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but um, what happens from here? Oh yeah. So yeah. So Herb gets his ass whooped uh, because you know Casey fucking Ryback. Uh, meanwhile, right back. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's this B two bomber flying around that has these two what they call like Pegasus missiles or whatever on it, and uh, ATAC's trying to find you know the satellite and blow it up. In the meantime, though, Dane like you know 
sets the targeting, finds the the plane for the hundred million dollars with the uh, soon to be ex wife, and blasts it out of the sky. Boom! An earthquake in midair. My God! Yeah. Oh right. my God! <laughs> And then, meanwhile, the B two bomber they like fire some, <laughs> fire one of the missiles, thinking they're gonna hit the the satellite. But the countdown's still going. Holy shit! Ah, that, that then the plane blows up, and they're like, "Well, then what the fuck did we shoot down?" They're just basically shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Take them all out. We don't really need satellites. Yeah. But, yeah, um, we don't need that. We don't need Direct TV. We don't need all that kind of Google, all that kind of stuff. We got streaming services now, but uh, <laughs> no, yeah. What happens for me? Yeah, Dane calls ATAC. <laughs> That's right. He calls. He's got like the the Eiffel Tower background. He's like, "Bonjour, motherfuckers." <laughs> I, you guys might be wondering, what the hell did I just blow up? Well, that was the only satellite you probably could have used to try to find me. So good luck now. Anyway, just remember, <clears throat> what does he say? Like. I'm, I was smarter than all of you when I worked there. I'm smarter than all of you when I was dead, and I'm still smarter than all of you. So don't fuck with me. Au revoir. <laughs> we, 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 that's all, folks. That's right. <laughs> oh, he also says, like, oh, yeah, 45 minutes until I blow up the Pentagon, so suck a dick, dumb shits. And... <laughs> and then I like how the, the, the general in the room is like, my God, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. All right, how are we going to find this satellite? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, th- this... This guy at the control panel, like all we have written down is Nerdlinger. He says, That's why they call it space. And the general's like, I'm sorry, what was that, son? Uh, that's why they call it space, because because there's a lot of it. That's great. Be quiet. Right. <laughs> keep, keep your thoughts to yourself. That's great. <laughs> and uh, okay, so uh we watched uh Batman Forever the other day. Ha! <laughs> so, because, because, because you know we're masochists, and uh, I think that so nerdlinger guy is the same guy from the the safe thing in the beginning when it goes, "Oh my god, it's boiling acid!" I think that's the same guy. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen that one in like forever. Yeah, <laughs> really it's, it's still amazing. Still amazing, Chris. If you want to really be masochist, you'd watch Batman and Robin. No, we uh, did that one on the podcast. Yeah, we've seen the bat nipples. <laughs> bat credit card, too. Bat, bat credit, credit card. card? Yeah. Bat credit card. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, back in the where the passengers are being held, uh, Sarah's talking to the, you know, the waitress friend she made. And she's like, you see this necklace here? This is my daddy's <laughs> uh, Navy Cross. My uncle Casey has like three of these and a whole bunch of others. And, blah, blah. and I'm just waiting for this where you just go, I don't give a fuck. But no, it means he's he's going to save us. you know. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a whole scene where they're like sweeping the train, but Casey's like trying to take over the locomotive. But then they like, like he ends up killing one of the guys and then the rest kind of swarm on there and he has to like kill a bunch of them. And uh, there's the one guy who's like thrown through the front of the train. So he like goes down and like under the, the with the cow, cow tipper or whatever. The front yeah, cow catcher. He, yeah. Cow catcher. And he's like stuck there. It's like, ah, and then goes under. Yeah. That's, Ow. that's brutal. Even for a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's a whole big fucking firefight. 
And then the uh, the 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 hot model Merc or whatever, she like lines up and fucking snipes Casey. Oh, and he like falls off the side of the the train. And then uh, you know Zed, he comes down there. <laughs> he's like Zed, Casey's dead, baby. Casey's dead. I don't know. There's like a little blood on a railing or whatever, but we see Casey. He's like so, somehow he grabbed on like the underside of the train and thinks he's gonna crawl out of there. I don't yeah. Know. But yeah, you know, he's he's fine. He's fine. He'll be fine. So then uh we cut back to ATAC and we hear about uh Marcus Penn, the guy that Everett McGill, the guy that's like running the mercenary team or whatever. And we get his whole backstory, how he, I don't know, a big militia guy, but now he's just mercenary for hire, blah, blah, blah. And if he, him and Dane are working together, then we're probably fucked. But uh, yeah, yeah. So Kate, Casey got shot, but he's just fine. Like he even like runs into Bobby or whatever. He's like, you you think this is a gunshot? Yeah, this isn't a gunshot. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, no great, great in there. <laughs> yeah, there's no bullet in there. That's just a hole, man. So yeah, it's like no takes. All right, and then oh yeah, yeah, that's right. They find uh, Casey's Palm Pilot or whatever when they go uh, searching down uh, downstairs again, basically down the basement of the train, <laughs> and oh, they the find his Palm Pilot and they're like looking through it and they're like bunch of fucking recipes for like a quiche and a bun cake or something. I don't know what this is. And it's like, all right, blah blah, Ryback's. What was it called? Like Ryback's tactics or something? Like Ryback. You mean Casey fucking Ryback is on this train? Who Casey the fuck is Casey Ryback. fucking Ryback? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it turns to like the Catalina wine mixer for a second. Whenever like, I hear Ryback, I hear feed me more. <laughs> the wrestler from WWE named Ryback. I'm not familiar with that one. I thought you were going into a... Uh... Uh, Little Shop of Horrors thing there for a second. Poetry too. That's what I was hearing too. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, was Rick Moranis right back? <laughs> I mean that. It, that's what it almost it, it goes kind of into that too. What he, whatever he says it like that, it makes me think of that too. What he, what he used to say it like that. That was his catchphrase. Feed me more. He said, feed me, Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, everybody's like Casey fucking Ryback. He taught me at a lang or you know Fort Hood or whatever. Like, yeah, he taught me too. He's the baddest motherfucker alive, and I hear he's got the biggest dick in the world. No, I, but there's like I, it's fucking weird. It's like yeah. then why was he a chef? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you got to write his memoirs. Uh, so he needs some time to watch his memoirs. And then all of a sudden, Penn like grabs Zed and he's like, "Did you see the body?" Like. I saw blood and I saw it and he fucking smacks it like, did you see the body? I'm like, no, I didn't. I figured a train would do it. I assumed it was like, I assumed a train would kill him. Assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's not wrong. It's true. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I want a full detailed sweep. I want to check every hen house, outhouse, back house. <laughs> but I you know. They gotta, they gotta sweep the train again. Find it. Find me a body, or you know, check ch- check that little area in the in the in the walls where the asbestos is. Check all that shit. All of it. Yeah. All of it. Oh, and bring I me think- a manifest. That'll be easy. And they basically like, yep, here's the manifest right here. Oh, Casey Rayback plus one, huh? I'm gonna go see some fucking passengers. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, do you think it's his wife? Nobody calls their wife plus one, and I'm like. Uh, all right. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's how it lists it. That's not my, uh, his call. Yeah. Oh, and around this time, uh, the facts that did go through to his restaurant, uh, his his buddy chef picks up and is like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was expecting to like wad him up and just throw it away. <laughs> With some, some, it's like a bad script for a shitty movie. Whoop, right out the window. <laughs> yeah. What but, is this? Uh, like a shit out of here. Right. Yeah, but he calls a tack and, you know, fills them in a little later, blah, blah, blah. But um, meanwhile, uh, Casey, he's back in the kitchen with uh, Bobby and uh, he's going to make a bomb with some, I don't know, coconut oil and a little bit of ginger. I, I don't know what the fuck he's throwing together. A little martini shaker. Yeah, it it sounds like I'm lying, but that's exactly what happens in this scene. <laughs> like a little dash of this. <laughs> make a drink cocktail for myself. <laughs> Just enough acidity for an explosion. Meanwhile, uh, Penny he goes back and he, you know, he sees Sarah and the waitress next to each other, and he's like, "Hmm, those are titties that I think Casey would like." And he's like, "What? Well, what's your name, girl?" He's like, "Bobby, but bo- Bobby Zacks, and you know, bo- Bobby the Porter's name or whatever." And he's like, "Well, you're not on the manifest here." Like, "Yeah, I'm an employee. I'm deadheading." And then it basically, just like he, she, he just like reaches over, pulls out the Navy Cross thing, and like. Oh, Navy Cross, huh? Yep, we found the bitch. And then, she, oh, that's right. She like pulls out the mace and like sprays him in the face with it. <laughs> like, yeah, mace. Like, nope. Actually, it's, that's pe- pepper spray given to civilians, and uh, really just clears your sinuses. No big whoop. Once you, he said, once you're trained in taking that shit, it, it feels like nothing. It just clears your sinuses. Yeah. Which uh, next question? Either of you ever been uh, pepper sprayed or maced? No. I have not been directly pepper sprayed, but I have been in like a school hallway where somebody set up uh, pepper yeah, spray. That's the, the extent um, of too. So yeah. Um here's the thing. You spray pepper spray, you're getting pepper sprayed. Everyone's being pepper sprayed. It's in the vents now. Every, like they just shut our school down for a week after that incident to get because it like the air conditioner was on because it was Sacramento. Oh, shit. Okay. And it got sucked into the air conditioning vents. Oh man. Yay, UEA weekend. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone got poisoned, so it's time for the it's time for a weekend off. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, congratulations. None of you will breathe right ever again, but you get a week off of school. Enjoy. So you Woo! got you were also in a basically in a room with pepper spray? Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was a hallway, but I was really close to where it went off because mm-hmm. it was, you know, hick friends fucking around and mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't the bear spray that one of them had at the time. Oh, my God. Was, that has shards of metal. Yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, that's where we're like, no, 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 don't. What, what? You can't bring that on school grounds. Get the fuck out of here with that. Right. It's actually a crime to hit a human with that. Yeah. Well, because it's only for animals, like even in self-defense, you are it's literally a projectile. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's it's considered excessive force, which is why I stopped carrying it in San Francisco. Yeah. And got the uh, the one with the permanent dye in it. Yeah. <laughs> And glitter. That didn't have glitter. Oh. Mine had a mine had a UV reactive permanent dye. So if I did ever have to spray someone, even if they got all the pepper spray off, they would the dye would be in their skin. They would still glow at night. Yep. Nice. They were caught glowing handed. Pretty much. <laughs> They're walking around like Mr. Burns. I bring you love. Hey, bring he brings us love. love. Kick his ass. <laughs> well, yeah. So I yeah. So. <laughs> not on my watch. 
so yeah sarah gets taken um oh yeah and the waitress gets fucking shot because she's like no don't take it like shut up bitch blah she was not long for this part (laughs) and then okay and then okay so casey has this bomb that he made with like coconut oil and I, i don't know blue carousel or whatever and he just casually walks right into the set like comes up in the stairs right in the middle of the control center and hucks in and it fucking explodes and there's a guy on fire and he's like getting everything on fire but i'm like where the fuck it like how do you just kind of do to do here you go guys just made a molotov cocktail out of nowhere yeah uh and uh meanwhile uh like bobby he 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 like sneaks in through the the dumbwaiter or whatever and like grabs the cd in all the commotion of like, you know, the guy on fire running through the train car. Um, so he's got the CD now. <clears throat> uh, Casey starts whooping some asses. I, I don't know. But then eventually the, the calls put out like, wait, they have the disc. Don't shoot them. They might have the disc. We can't destroy that. Blah, blah, blah. And the, the like, like the train stops. Cause like, uh, I, I think it was uh, Casey and like one of the Merc guys like roll off the train while it's moving. And so they stop it. And there's like a whole scene where Casey's like hanging off a cliff and like guys just come like rappelling down and he keeps like, you know, killing them and knocking them off. And then he's like on the ropes and shit. Uh, meanwhile, Bobby, he's like running around cause he's got the disc like in his, you know, fucking sweatshirt or whatever it is, his, his jacket, jacket pocket or whatever. And he's running around. He like rolls under the train. They're firing at him. Like, no, don't shoot. I'm dumbass. You might have the disc. And um, that's right. He ends up getting cornered like it, uh, in the forest or whatever, the guy's like, <laughs> "You move, I'll shoot your black ass!" Don't give me that CD. He's like, hold, oh shit, oh. It's, it's not my pocket anymore. Uh, but what I do have is your ass. Wow, wow. <laughs> one time he actually shoots somebody. Yeah, yeah. Every other time he's like missing by a mile, and she's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but but he, but he wasn't throwing out the one liner when he was doing it. That's what helps with the accuracy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, quippy one ladder would do it for you. That's right. That's uh, your ass. Yeah, so meanwhile, uh, fuck, what happens from here? Yeah, so eventually Bobby does get caught. Oh, no, that's right. He gets, like, he, he like, runs and, like, gets back on the train because uh, Pen, Pen, like, has a thought, like, oh, maybe, maybe it just fell out of their pocket somewhere and I can just find it right there on the train track. Oh, look, here it is, right on the train track. I'm like, what are the fucking odds? <laughs> All right. All right, let's get this train moving, and Bobby like pockets. runs on there, and yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll say he had some those some shitty ass pockets. It like fell right out of the pocket like that. Yeah, it's like the little like like the hand pocket on the front of the sweater where it goes in from the side. I'm like, yeah, those don't really hold shit. I mean, no. <laughs> this is like a fucking frisbee or something. Be like fills it out, or I don't know. Why yeah. did you put a frisbee there? I don't know. I'm trying to think of things that would work. Right? <laughs> something, anything. Yeah. I'm going off to play frisbee golf. Don't blame me. Yeah, <laughs> don't hate my my hobby. <laughs> but yeah, see, so he's got CD. Bobby jumps back on. Uh, Casey's still like hanging on a, a, a on a fucking rappelling rope or whatever. It's tied to the train, so he starts getting dragged a little bit. Uh, but you know, he 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 gets on the train a bit. Oh no, that's right. No, he doesn't get on the train. That's right. He gets pulled up to like land, but the train's already pulling out. So he has to like steal a truck and chase after him. <laughs> He's driving on his with his pickup truck. Yeah, and now we're down to twenty minutes until the Pentagon gets blown up. Oh my god! Oh my god! And oh uh, my god. 
ATAC, uh, th- this is where ATAC gets the call from the chef or whatever, and he's like, hey, I got a message from a Casey fucking Ryback. Uh, he says, you know, da da da, all aboard this Grand Continental train number 528 heading towards Los Angeles. I don't know really Um, and they're like, okay, cool, we need to figure out where this train is, get an airstrike over there, like, sir, but there's 200 people on there, and he's like, yeah, but there's like 80 million on the East Coast, so shut the fuck up. No, uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh, that's right. The pen, he goes to like talk to Sarah. He's like, uh, I was kind of looking forward to, you know, going one-on-one with your uncle or whatever. And she does this, like jams her thumb, like in his cheek thing. Yeah. And he's like, Oh God, that feels good. Oh, I was keep you around. I'm like, what the fuck? He did you that? <laughs> keep you around. Yeah. Oh, and around that time, uh, oh, that's right. Dane's like, "Hey, we need her. She's a hostage." And he's like, "Yeah, fuck him." And you're like, "Yeah, Ryback's dead. Fuck him." And like, did you see the body? You know, Assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. <laughs> like, all right, you got a point. Fine, you can stay around. Um, and then we get holy shit. Then we get the scene where Casey's in the truck. He's going along, you know, the dirt road along the canyon that the train's going down. And then he like jumps and rolls out of the truck. So the truck jumps over the train and then he like jumps on the top of the train (laughs) and it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. This is an action movie, I guess. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And go the extra mile. I just keep it. uh, Him just landing the pickup truck on the, on the train. I was, that's what I was hoping for. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Is it was it like like Triple X Day the Union where they did something like oh, that? Or, yes, yeah. yes. There, there's definitely a movie I've seen where they like take a car, jump it, and like land it on in the yeah. one of the like flatbed things. Yeah, it was Triple X Day. Because he ended up driving the train like into the White House or something, or into the ocean. He no, drove... no, it was escaping the White House because the getaway the White train. House. Yes, yeah. guys, check out episode one. I don't know what number. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, so anyway, yeah, so he's on the train now, and um, I don't know, but Bobby, he's still like hiding in the, like the baggage area. He's like, "Fuck, why did I get back on this train? I'm fucked, I'm fucked." But then, uh, you know, Zed shows up with a, with his machine gun. He's like, "I found you, ass. Ah, oh, you're like a fucking cockroach, man. What do you? Oh, you what? I like your attitude, though. I'm gonna give you a choice. You want to see it coming, or you want to turn around, and take it from behind? I'm like, wait, what?" <laughs> But then, uh, you know, Bobby, like, looks over. He's like, hey, uh, you going to help me out, buddy? Casey fucking Ryback surprise. Snaps his neck. Casey fucking Ryback. That's right. Casey fucking Ryback. All right. So the billion dollars is transferred to Switzerland. So it's like, all right, cool. And then uh, Travis Dane starts going into his uh, Twilight Zone speech. You're entering a dimension of sight and sound. Blah, 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 blah. You know. <laughs> You're entering <laughs> territory. No <laughs> credits. Territory. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, so they switched the tracks. So, so they're no longer where you know the it, they're going to be tracking them or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, it's the path the train's going on. They're just going to stick to that. No, they switch tracks now, and they're going up for a head-on collision with this. Uh, oh, fuck, what was it? It was like the Nevada Gas Petroleum Express or whatever, with like eight hundred thousand gallons of gasoline. <laughs> Uh, it seems like a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, 
I know they're trying to still trying to figure out like which satellite to blow up because they only have one missile left. And I'm like, right, the military only has one missile left. <laughs> Cute. One more bullet. So, but they're like down to eleven now. They're they're really whittling it down. But the stealths are closing in. They're going to try to blow up the train. Uh, but they're like, but Ryback's on there. I don't know. <laughs> we can't kill Ryback. I mean, we could try, but he'll probably just come back and kick all of our ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, instead, uh, Dane, he starts targeting the stealths and like blasting them with the, uh, with the grazer one or whatever, the satellite. And, uh, <laughs> there's the scene where, okay. Casey somehow found his way to the back of the area where the, uh, the passengers are. Don't ask me how he just popped up there, but he's like in the bathroom and there's, you know, this attractive woman there taking a shit. And uh just taking a shit. You know, he's in there, they're in there for a couple minutes. And the guy's like, okay, time's up. And she comes out like <laughs> comes out like showing her her ample cleavage and like, I broke my bra. And then right back like karate chops a guy <laughs> after that. And then kills like every motherfucking mercenary within like two cars, like instantly. It's like, okay, that's how that's you gonna got, work. One guy caught slipping looking at them titties. Yes, right. <laughs> That's how that's how I'm gonna go one day, just staring at some titties, and that's the right. direction where I don't know the secret agent chef kicks my ass. Oh, not the secret agent chef. At least get a like, bullet in you for that. Uh, Casey, fucking right back. <laughs> Can't forget the that's right, the good old F fart. <laughs> should, should be in more movies. I'm, I'm just saying. Um so what happens for now? Oh yeah, so so the 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 second stealth that was getting close to the train, it gets blasted like right in front of the train, <laughs> and when it exploded, I'm like, my marble. <laughs> I love it. And then uh, they're like, "Fuck, they got both of them." Get me the president. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, Casey ends up uh, calling Penn like on the phone or whatever, and he's he's like, "I'm coming for my niece," and he's like, "Good." <laughs> <laughs> come and get him and it, it, this is where uh I, I think it's pat patrick kilpatrick or whatever he's like you fucked up old man you're you're uh going up against casey fucking ryback you're gonna kill us all uh and so pen like just kills him real quick and i'm like okay <laughs> anybody else think i'm fucking up anyone anyone and and dane's like losing his fucking mind apparently at this point i don't know he's just like yeah sure whatever do what you gotta do I'll just be here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Casey like disconnects the passenger car. So all the passengers are safe. They're not going to be part of the climax here. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, but Bobby, he ends up climbing this ladder because the, uh, the, the chopper that I guess, I guess the plan is everybody's going to get on this chopper and fly away, but there's definitely not enough space for several dozen mercenaries. I, I, I know they're down to like maybe a dozen or something, but they're all not getting on this helicopter. He so, probably was going to sacrifice them with the with the passengers. I mean, yeah, maybe, or maybe they just like go off in the forest and meet up later or something. I don't know. But yeah, so Bob, Bobby instead climbs this ladder, get up to the chopper. Uh, but the uh, you know the 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 hot model sniper chick, she goes in after, and they get up there, and there's like a little fight in the back of the <clears throat> back of the chopper, and. Uh, <clears throat> Eventually, she gets thrown out, and she even screams like, ah! <laughs> and and the the pilot guy he's like, ha ha, we really show that guy what's what, right, baby? 
And he's like, mm, that's right, Shug. <laughs> he pours on the whole thing. He's like, you better, you better uh, make sure this plane stays right, this chopper stays right here, or I'll put a bullet in you, hon. That's right. Yeah, Penn goes like after Casey and uh <laughs> and Dane's like, Yeah, cool, I'll just be here doing techno shit. Don't worry about me. And then um I, I don't know, they they ask they're down to like eight satellites that it could be, and they ask Nerdlinger, like, well, which one do you think it is? And of course he picks the wrong one. Wah wah. One. <laughs> like, I don't even know why that was in the movie, but it's there. And uh <laughs> we get Casey walk into like the back. Uh, walk into where he knows, you know, Penn's going to be. But Penn's standing there with Sarah, and Sarah's like got a little noose tied around her neck or whatever. Right. And Penn pulls out a grenade and is like, here, hold this for me, sweetie. I'm about to go kill your fucking uncle. <laughs> but, they, but they're going to do it hand to hand. Yeah. Or I guess knife to knife as it ends up really being. Ching, 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 ching. And so we see knife a nice little fun. knife fight. And they even fall down into the basement to continue knife fighting. And it's, this is where like the, the taken levels of editing is like all over the place. Uh, yeah. Chris, tell us why you were laughing at this scene. <laughs> because there's Steven Seagal and this guy is just like they're just like going at each other left and right with the knives and it just it, it looks so bad it's just they're they're trying to make it look I guess they're trying I guess to make it look good but it's just like they're all over the place and like like and the by the end of it they're both just struggling on the ground for uh, over one of the knives I think yeah yeah, but then but then Peng gets it, and then this is where uh, Seagal starts doing his. Uh, basically, he's doing our motions like he's doing Madonna's Vogue video or whatever. But of course, it's like perfectly blocking and like making the guy like flip over to the other side, and still, yeah, it's just ridiculous shit. But <laughs> eventually, you know, he gets the upper hand and like snaps Penn's neck, and then he says the catchphrase, "Nobody beats me in the kitchen." <laughs> <laughs> so uh so dane he's leaving like he's like fuck this shit i'm getting to that chopper or whatever and he grabs his laptop and uh sarah's still standing there with a the thing around her neck holding her dane she's like don't, don't move motherfucker or i'll toss this at you and he's like whatever do it yeah you ain't doing shit bitch and he like walks away <laughs> but then uh casey you know, he grabs a gun off of like a dead body or whatever, and then grabs the grenade from Sarah and tosses it at him at a uh, uh, Dane, and it blows up near him. He's like, "Oh shit!" But then, uh, you know, Dane, he's still alive. He's just like kind of fucked up a little bit, and there's like a giant hole in the side of the train, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, "Ah, it's too late, Casey fucking Ryback. There's no way you can stop the satellite, and there's no way you'll get past my encryption codes." He's like, so there's no way I can stop you, huh? What happens, Chris? Pull it through the fucking laptop. He, like, I never thought about that. Yeah, he he fall, starts falling out of the train. I guess he caught himself at some point. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. When that pops up later, it's like what? No, that fucker's dead. Yeah, so he basically falls out of the hole, and I guess he pulls a Casey fucking right back and grabs the underside of the train. I don't know, but uh, and then and then, but when the laptop shot that high 
takes out all the the fake satellites. So now they know which satellite to blow up. That last Pegasus missile, boom! Everybody saved! Yay! Oh no, wait! There's still that fucking train with eight hundred thousand gallons of gasoline. Boom! The trains fucking crash and fucking explode, and it's on a bridge and all sorts of boom, 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 boom. And Casey Ryback's running to the back of the fucking train away from the explosion because you can run faster than a train or explosion. And in the and uh, uh, Bobby, he's up in the thing like, you just keep that ladder right by that back window. I know Casey fucking Ryback's going to come out of there. Oh, see, he jumped out and grabbed the ladder. Who knew? But Casey, Chris, fuck you, Ryback. Who, who else is on the fucking ladder? Um, the uh, Dame. Yeah, how the fuck do you get on there? Somehow Don't worry about a, it. A shot to the whatever. I think it was like his fucking chest through the, through the laptop. Yeah, yeah. I assume when the train exploded, it just kind of launched him up there, and he just <laughs> grabbed the ladder like, "Oh shit, oh, I made it." Mm. But uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they, uh, the the Ryback he gets to the top, and uh, you know, Dane he's like reaching in, like, "No, don't leave without me!" And he shuts the fucking door, cutting his fingers off, and Dane falls into the explosion. <laughs> That's way so much from that from him falling into the explosion. It's hilarious, right? You get a dummy kill. It's just him cutting away. <laughs> Fucking great. So yeah, they fly off, and uh, you know we got Bobby saying, "Uncle Casey, can we go home now?" Oh. And uh, you know they end up calling ATAC and like, "Hey, everybody's all safe. Casey fucking ride back, save the day!" Yay! Yay! Cut to Casey and Sarah at the cemetery. Roll credits. Like, the quickest fucking resolution. Like, explosion, explosion, explosion. Cemetery roll credits. Like, fucking they just ran great. out of money at the end. It's like a 70s action movie. Those things are always the fucking best. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, yeah, guys, that's Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Yeah! Uh, Chris, would you recommend this movie? I mean, if you got time on, like, a on a Sunday morning and just want to kill, uh, want to kill some time with a, a cheesy action movie. I recommend it. There you go. <laughs> How about you, babe? Um, it's not the worst movie we've watched on this here podcast. Oh, of course not. No. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and say probably, probably one of the best, uh, best of his movies. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal movies I've seen. Yeah. Easily the best Steven Seagal movie ever made. Uh, yeah. Granted, I haven't seen him. I, I I haven't seen Under Siege. Everyone says that one's great. I hear Marked for Death or something is supposed to be good, but that, like I feel like I've seen him once when I was a kid. But yeah, this is one I keep coming back to. So yeah, this movie's great. Everybody, check it out. Uh, but maybe wait till it's on Tubi, pr- probably right. next month. <laughs> yeah, if not for us, for Casey fucking Ryback. Casey fucking Ryback. <laughs> Just so dumb, but so uh, good though. I'm gonna know we're gonna take a quick commercial break. What? Oh yes, but when we come back, we have more beer, fun facts, <gasps> and what we learn from Under Siege Two: Colon Dark Territory. Oh my colon! It's so dark. Hey everybody, are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well, then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. Ah, Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, 
pet portraits, buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. This is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Come on over and watch Creature Features. <laughs> See Creature Features at www.thecreaturefeatureshow.com. Hey, I heard you like movies. I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller <laughs> yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers, yes, the Google Play, yes, Apple Podcasts, what else? Podbean, what else? Podcast Addict, goddamn, all that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere, worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucking hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah, we gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want us here to say. Ah. Yeah, all that good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> f- you. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't run the listeners away, Pete. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Hey, this is Brendan Steer, the director of the Velocipaster, and you're listening to everything I learned from movies. And we're back. Oh my God, Steve. This is the greatest ads that have ever added. In the history of adding. Oh, she's at it. They get better every week. Uh, I don't know about you, babe, but I'm a little thirsty. Well, that's weird. I'm still sober. Oh, cool. What you got to take care of that? We have from you, Winter Brewing Company, Yard Sale, the Winter Lager. Winterest of lagers. Um, 5% alcohol by volume. Do not take you into his advice and forget the map pack that you would say. You can pack both. That's right. There's room for both. Absolutely. Oh, my top. Oh, he said it. And the poor. Nice. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Ooh, this is a fairly dark lager. Yeah. Nice golden color. Yeah, you like golden brown. Pick the dog hairs out of my beard. As is tradition. As is tradition. Yeah, beautiful cream colored head. Nice, creamy color, that's something good. <laughs> nice foamy bubbles. Yeah, nice malt forward. Uh, little, very light. Yeah, yeah, a little. Uh, kind of a roasty note on this one. Yeah, mm. roasty. Yeah, toasty. How's that water treating you? 
It's almost gone. Oh, nice. I have a feeling it'll be making a reappearance here shortly. <laughs> well, would either of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? I don't know, Steve. Are they fun facts, super fun facts, because of fun, fun facts? She said it. Ah, let's find out. <clears throat> All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Chris, what do you think the critics rated Under Siege 2 Dark Territory? Oh, Under Siege 2 Dark Territory. Um, I'm going to give it a generous 35%. 35? How about you, babe? Oh, I'm going to go with my super generous 17%. You know what? Chris is closest. It's 34% with the greatest. Yay! Yes. I actually PJ'd it. There you go. <laughs> and 38 with the audience. That's too damn low, guys. Come on. <laughs> uh, any guesses on the budget for this movie? Budget? Uh, hmm. Now keep in mind the star-studded cast of Steven Seagal, Eric Bogosian, Everett McGill, uh, Kurtwood Smith. Oh, you know, Kurt Woodsmith doesn't roll out of bed for, well, I feel like feeling how actually did a lot. I don't know. He was in Staying Alive and stuff like that, too. So. Yes. Guys, the only part of Staying Alive you need to see is the first four minutes <laughs> where you get to see Red as a dance instructor. Mm-hmm. Really? Smoking a cigarette, wearing leg warmers. All right, Chris, how much do you think the budget was? Mm, Eight million. Is he? Um, 10 million, 60 million. What? No, no, you lied. Nope. Uh, but what do you think the worldwide gross for the movie was? Two gross 55 million. Is he? Um, Uh, here we go. Higher or lower? Lower. $104.3 $104.3 million. Oh. Not really a hit, but it made its money back. Not it a floppity flop back. flop. That's right. Not a, not a bomb, biggity bomb, biggity biggity bomb. Nope. Uh, but when Warners first bought the script by Matt Reeves and Richard Hatem, it was written as an entirely original film unrelated to Under Siege. Uh, Warner's hired script doctor Brian Helgeland, we've uh, talked about a couple of his movies, to rewrite and reform the script into a sequel. Uh, so okay here we go this is where the the good stuff comes producer john peters drew the ire of steven seagal after the action star returned from a vacation in indonesia and discovered that he had hired gary Busey to play the villain in this movie (laughs) the problem was Busey famously played one of the villains in the first movie who was dispatched by explosion Uh, matters got worse when it discovered that gary Busey had a pay a pay or play deal, which meant that he got his fee if he was in the film or not. So he walked away with $750,000, which allegedly came out of Seagal's pocket as a producer, but didn't work a single day on the picture. Wow. They need to redo that. Right. Seagal basically let Gary Busey rob them blind. And how? All right. The following actors refuse the role of Travis Dane. Number one, Gary Oldman. Because I assume, I I think he went right over to doing Air Force One. <laughs> like this would have been like right after uh, the professional and shit. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. Furious Styles himself what? could have been what? Travis Dane. We would have got two people from Boys in the Hood. Yep. 
<laughs> uh, Julian Sands, uh, R.I.P. He was a warlock. I think is the most. Oh, cool. okay. And this is one that would have been great. <gasps> Jeff Goldblum. Oh that shit! Awesome. Which totally makes sense for Eric Bogosian, Elliot Gould. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, boy, they were they were gonna go a lot of different directions with that role. Yeah, that's that's chaos theory. You just couldn't see yourself as a villain, you know? <laughs> right. I'm gonna go do this uh, other dinosaur movie. You might have heard of it called Lost World. Uh, according to Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg, that's right, she's a Wahlberg. Uh, she auditioned for the role of Kelly. Uh, the I think that's the waitress for Steven Seagal. Uh, she claimed that during the audition, Seagal ordered her to strip naked after he found out she had been Playboy Playmate of the Year, even though the role did not require nudity. She angrily told him that if he wanted to see her naked, she should buy the Playboy edition she posed for and stormed out. Years later, in the wake of several women accusing Seagal of such things, McCarthy added that Seagal wanted her to strip because the nudity would be, quote, off-screen. Seagal's spokesperson lawyers have denied McCarthy's story. But there you go. I don't know who to believe on that. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't they just like kill each other? No. Yeah. Can't they just fuck already? Can't they just vaccinate each other? Oh my god, there we go. Let's just get them all vaccinated. Let's just all do that, yeah. yeah. Hollywood was just was just nasty back then. Ugh. And apparently it was only worse the further <laughs> back you go, too. That's that's the sad fucking thing. Right. Mm. Uh, this film had remarkable similarities with the James Bond film Goldeneye, also released in 1995. Both feature a top-secret space weapon being hijacked and used by mercenaries, and both have a cocky hacker behind the hijacking who have the ability to enter commands on two different computer keyboards simultaneously. Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> That's right. Alright, the scene of the destroyed industrial factory in China... Recycles unused footage from On Deadly Ground, the, the previous Seagal movie. Uh, mm. uh, in On Deadly Ground, it's the burning Igus oil facility. Okay. There you go. <laughs> and Steven Seagal allegedly was in the cutting room for the editing process, vetting takes, causing friction between himself, the director, and the editor. He probably Shocking. wanted all of his uh, fighting scenes to be a little bit chop chopped up to his specifications to make him look better. Can we make my bulge bigger somehow? No. Oh, Can you make it look like I'm moving a little bit faster? <laughs> How does it look like I know what I'm doing? <laughs> like, but, you move like you're a 40-year-old walrus. There's only so much we could do. <laughs> I've seen these CGI things. You guys can make dinosaurs. You can make me look competent, all right? <laughs> so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the most important part. Ah. Excuse me. Ah. What did we learn? From Under Siege 2, colon, Dark Territory. Uh, Chris, as our guest, would you like to go first? Uh, let's see. I learned that uh, apparently Steven Seagal can run away from an explosion on a train. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many goddamn explosions on this motherfucking train. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucking explosion on this motherfucking train. Oh, God, Samuel Jackson would have been great. <laughs> that would be great. All right. How about you, baby? You learn anything? Um, I learned that apparently a Navy chef is the scariest fighter of all time. Casey fucking right back. He, he's a cook, guys. He's a cook. He couldn't even handle he wouldn't be able to handle chopped. All right. I learned three very important things that I 
I hold to this very day from this movie. Hmm. Chance favors the prepared mind. Yes. Assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. Facts. And of course, most importantly, that's why they call it space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what was that, son? (laughs) Uh, That's why they call it space? Okay, that's great. Be quiet now. (laughs) Go sit in the corner. (laughs) Shut the fuck up and get out of here. Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you also have a podcast? Well, I am a part of a little park podcast called The Home Video Hustle. You can uh, find us, uh, you can find me just by myself on uh, X. Du, 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 du. Uh, um, it's uh, Crisscross0018 on there. And then on um, on Facebook, it's Chris Smith. And then on Instagram, it's csmith0018, along the same thing on Threads. But you can find the Home Video Hustle, you can find Brent. Uh, it's capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase, oddcast, HRH podcast on X, uh, <laughs> Home Video Hustle <laughs> podcast on uh, on uh, Instagram, uh, Home Video Hustle. You just type in Home Video Hustle on the uh, Google search bar. I assure you, you'll find everything. And you you can find uh, the podcast on any podcasting app out there, and uh, join us on Patreon. You know, one dollar gets you uh, one pick in the hat for uh, for our rounds for Patreon. Three dollars gets you a pick whenever, and then you can give us whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And on that note, boom. Boom. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus. It's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. On all the social medias, you can find me on the Blue Skis too. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, where can we find you? Oh, we can find us everywhere on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies, or hit us up directly on Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, and Blue Ski at E I L F Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from movies. movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have a Patreon. Two bucks a month, you get access. Uh, you get uh. Early access to all our regular episodes and Patreon exclusive episodes. Yeah. Plus, you yeah. basically have a direct way to contact us. We're we're pretty fucking hilarious. I, if you're listening to this, you obviously agree. I'll yeah. take your silence as consent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve and I'm Izzy. I'm Chris, and this is everything I learned from movies. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Hey, everybody. Night.